Hey, Pastor Tanya here, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about revenge and how it's really none of your business. So lend me your ears and let's get into it. So the subject of revenge is one that is near and dear to my heart. It is something that I struggled with here in my recent past, and I needed God to deliver me from the life-sucking, peace-draining mindset of revenge. Well, God has delivered me, and I wanted to share with you the process of my deliverance. First of all, it's important to know that God sees everything. God saw what happened to you. He saw the betrayal. He saw the lies. He saw the slander. He saw the abuse. He knows about the damage, your emotional, spiritual, and physical damage to your well-being. You know that thing that tried to break you, the thing that stopped you from functioning the way you are made to function. He was there. He is an eyewitness to the accounts of the situation you experienced. And he knows the truth. Psalms 34, 15 says the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open or attentive to their prayer. Not only does he see it, he is listening to your prayer. He is attentive. He is concerned about you and your life. Exodus 14, 14 says the Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. What do you do while the Lord is fighting for you? Maintain a position of peace. Peace in your mouth. Be quiet. Peace in your body. Be still. Peace in your mindset. Don't be thinking about getting revenge for yourself. Understand that God's got it. Hebrews 10.30 says, Vengeance is mine. Vengeance belongeth to me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. Deuteronomy 32.35 says, It is mine to avenge. I will repay in due time. Actually, there is a plethora of scriptures that literally say that vengeance belongs to God and that he will take care of it. Colossians 3.25 says, He that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no respect of persons. So besides me holding my peace, what else is it that God expects me to do on the subject of vengeance, aside from knowing that it doesn't belong to me, is literally none of my business, and I should not be dealing with what belongs to God. It's not my place. What does he want me to do besides that and understanding and knowing that? He wants me to pray. He wants me to pray, y'all. He wants you to pray. God literally wanted me to pray for the ones that had caused me harm. Can I just keep it real with you? I did not want to pray for them. Are you serious? If I'm going to pray anything, I wanted to pray their demise. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
But that is not what God wanted. Bible says to pray. So let's read Romans 12, starting with 17. I'm going to read 17, 18, 19, 20, and also 21. 17, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. 18, if it is possible, as much as life, then you live peacefully with all men. 19, dearly beloved, you are dear and you were loved. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, here it is again, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. 20, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his or her head. 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. When I'm stuck in a mindset of vengeance, evil is literally overcoming me. Bible says, overcome that evil with good. Matthew 5, 44 and 45 says, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your father in heaven because he makes the sun to rise on the evil as well as the good. And he causes rain to fall on the just as well as the unjust. The Lord God loves us all. He doesn't not love you because you offend or because you hurt or because you do evil to other people. He doesn't love you more because you try to walk in righteousness or because you make an effort to walk up standing before him. He loves everyone the same. We are also to follow Jesus's example. First Peter 20 or first Peter two, sorry, 21 to 23 says he suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. He did no sin, no goal or deceit was found in his mouth. When they heaped abuse on him, he did not respond. Instead, he suffered for us. And he gave himself over to him that judges righteously. He gave himself over to God. He trusted God to take care of his life. He didn't defend himself. He suffered for us so that we could be reconnected to God. And that is what we are to do. We are to allow God to take care of it. We are to keep loving those who hate us. We are to give good when it's necessary or when you have an opportunity to help your enemy, you help him. When you have an opportunity to bless him, you bless him. You don't speak evil on your accuser or your offender. You allow God to take care of it. This will deliver you. In order for me to do all of that, I have to have forgiveness in my heart. Forgiveness frees you. Forgiveness releases you from the prison that you're trapped in. Forgiveness releases me. When I forgive, I am doing the same thing that the father does. 
The Father forgave me for my sins. Jesus died so that I can have forgiveness of my sin and be reconnected back to the Father. And I have to forgive. I have to release. You have to forgive. You have to release. And I'm telling you, if you look into your past, you will find some time or some instance or some person that you have broken and offended and wronged and God forgave you. And that same God that forgave you is ready to forgive your accuser or your offender if they are ready to repent. There is only one thing that separates us from the Father and that is sin. And there is no greater or lesser sin. It's just sin. That's all. So, in the subject of revenge, understand that it doesn't belong to you. And when you forgive and release the energy of trying to get it yourself, you free yourself to think about and put your energy into God's will. There is so much that God has for us to do. There is a journey that I need to walk on, that I need to live in. There is a journey that you need to walk in and live in. And God has plans for you. And I'll always repeat myself and say that God has a plan for your life. And don't allow anything to distract his plan for you. He's not done with you. And there is more to your journey. Don't you want to know what it is? Don't you want to live in the fullness of God? Don't you want to be successful in his eyes? Don't let a little thing like trying to get revenge stop you. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. And it's really none of your business. Ha ha. Hallelujah. God is so good. Listen, the Lord loves you. And I do too. Be encouraged. I'm Pastor Tanya, and I'll see you soon.